Fast thoughts, fast thoughts. I'm Adam Daniel Mazay. Wow, look at this. Chrome skies, you know, the way ADM likes it. It's a little spitty this morning. Now it's kind of like a little milly vanilli, a little sunny, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. That's okay. I hope things are going well wherever you find yourself. But of course, here at the center of the known universe, otherwise known as the all-seeing, all-knowing, all-important, Big T, Toronto, that's right, the six, Hogtown, Muddy York, you know what I'm talking about, Smoketown, this is what it is, the city that everybody in Canada absolutely loves with all their heart and soul, and increasingly around the rest of the world for our illuminated and enlightened opinions about everything from health and economics to societal relations and gosh knows what else. But anything you can think of, Toronto's got it all in hand, well in hand. You know, I was thinking a lot during this very crazy time of La Vida Corona about the 1980s in Canada, which was a very wild and woolly time again for the blood inventory. You know, I donate blood every eight weeks. And I've done it 55 times since February of 2012. I salute my main man, Ian Kath, um, in Australia, who got me started on this. And until the late 90s, the Canadian Red Cross Society was responsible for... I'm going to sneeze, I think. For <coughs> administering blood networks in Canada. We had a massive scandal that came up under inquiry. It was called the Creva Inquiry under Horace Craver, which is pretty interesting because Krev in Czechoslovak ethnic language is actually blood, and Krov in Russian is blood. Funny that this should be Craver, that should be the guy investigating the blood supply. I kid you not, you can't make this stuff up. It was determined that a lot of people, hundreds, maybe even thousands of people, were affected by tainted blood products that were HIV-tainted. Canada didn't really respond quickly enough to the uh, scourge, that is, of HIV at the time. In addition, other people had been infected by hepatitis C, Charlie Complex. Um, And then, of course, Canada was amongst the first of the nations that had tainted blood stocks that ended up compensating people that came down with all sorts of conditions, of course. And it led to a wholesale restructuring of the blood networks in Canada, Uh, an arm's-length institution or organization called Canadian Blood Services everywhere else except La Belle Province, in which Quebec it was called Emma Quebec. Um, So, of course, everything in Quebec has to be different, has to be different, has to stand alone, distinct society, all that jazz. Um, And so now you don't have that issue. But with all this stuff going on, you know, jab this, jab that, shot this, shot that, vaccine this, vaccine that, you know, all this different sort of claptrap, yakety-yak speak about, you know, the increasing clampdowns and the um, the draconian measures, and eventually it'll come to a stage. We all know it's coming. It's just a matter of actually getting the T's crossed and the I's dotted. Did you get your vaccine? If you didn't get your vaccine, you can't go here, you can't do this, you can't do that. It'll be polite at first, of course, in Canada. The famous joke is, how do you get 100 people, how do you get 100 Canadians out of a pool? Well, there's two ways you can say it. There's the impolite way and the polite way. So I'll say it, I'll say it the polite way. Can you please get out of the pool? Um, and then the impolite way is get the F out of the pool. That's how you get 100 Canadians out of a pool. <laughs> um, so, of course, it'll be nice and all that stuff. You know, the Canadian sort of, you know, um, 
racism with the white gloves, as we say, you know, all the, the Canadian version. Um, you know, everything has to be done all delicately, but it'll probably get a little harsher at some stage. And, you know, books like Orwell's 1984, prophetic as they are, um, reliving historical accounts from the early 1930s, especially 1932 and onward, 33 onward, um, you know, in parts in Europe where there were various types of movements that were rising that were clearly broadcasting and telegraphing their intentions. But people, of course, that constantly convinced themselves that an enlightened, illuminated, highly industrialized society that had achieved much in its very, um, you know, short runway and rise to prominence, rise to colonial power, rise to military industrial achievement and stuff, that it wouldn't actually do the things that it did, and it ended up doing the things that it did. They played these games. This rationalization, this, oh, it's not going to happen to us, can't happen here, you know, all that kind of stuff. We all know it's happening and it's on the way. It's because we're living in it day by day that we don't discern the day by day changes, the micro changes. We don't discern those things because you're stuck in the rhubarb, and so you can't feel the little tremors and the various things like that. So we had a blood-tainted scandal, tainted blood scandal, excuse me, in the 1980s, and they replaced the system wholesale. When it comes to blood donations, there are going to be what's clearly appearing to be the case, two tracks. And last time that I went into the clinic, of course, the first thing that the supervisor had asked me if I'd actually gotten the, um, what they call a vaccine, but which is basically experimental serum of a variety of different sort of trigger chemicals and things that produces a whole host of additional spike proteins in your body on a cellular chromosomal level on the DNA. No vaccine heretofore has ever approached a similar level of functionality, can I call it? Um, you know, of course, it's zero liability on the part of the pharma companies if something goes wrong with you and there have been thousands and possibly even hundreds of thousands of cases of people that have had some kind of an effect. I just heard a story the other day from a colleague whose sibling got jabbed and had uncontrollable sphincter muscle movements. Uncontrollable, I'm just trying to not to swear on this, on this cast, uncontrollable bowel movements to the point that she had a day at work where she was constantly defecating at her desk all day long and went to the washing closet, tidied herself up and put a garbage bag on underneath her clothes because she was afraid she would actually lose her job. First hand account from a, a colleague, not a sort of um, old wives tale or some kind of, um, uh, whatchamacallit, some kind of um, fabrication. It's an actual situation that happened. Okay, so um, because of this situation, you're going to have two tracks of blood. You're going to have the blood that's pure, that hasn't been adulterated by all sorts of experimental stuff. You know, blood that doesn't get um, affected by whatever they're jacking into your body. And not just once, twice, three times a lady, maybe even four times for all I know. Um, you know, and they're constantly blaring those messages. It's on all the pre-rolls on YouTube and it's on all the LED screens as you pass through the overpasses. And it's, you know, it's on the TV and it's hammering you and everybody's, everybody's smart by half. You know, everybody's, everybody's, I was just telling somebody today, like everybody's a doctor today. Everybody, all of a sudden, they're like medical professionals. Never before were people so fastidious, so persnickety about their health. You know, uh, uh, cottage party up north in the Muskokas, if you're here in Ontario or wherever you are, you know, go up, go up north, go to the beach house. Wow, get, you know, 
get all liquored up, get all schmeezed up, you know, on the government-approved can- cannabis, and you're grabbing people's bottles, and you're sharing food off of the same fork, and you're, I, I don't know what, you're shagging people without, you know, without, um, without, without, without jimmies, you know, everybody's like exchanging bodily fluids, and all of a sudden, today, everybody is an expert at all and sundry. Everybody has all the medical information at their fingertips with all the hot button expressions and words. Everybody's so on top of this. Not to mention, nobody talks about the origin of this virus, where it comes from, who needs to pay reparations. That discussion has flown completely out the window. Back to Canadian Blood Services. There are going to be two tracks now. The good blood and the vaccinated blood. And the people that want to get the good blood are not going to want to get the vaccinated blood. How are they going to handle that? How is Canadian Blood Services going to handle that? How is Emma Quebec Le? How is that? How are they going to handle that? How are they going to handle the two tracks of blood, right? Because we still haven't gotten to the point yet in this country, and of course we're completely slow in this nation to do anything. We were completely slow to detect the proliferation of the virus in the society. We were completely slow to actually, and this still happens, to prevent certain flights coming from what we call, what we would call at the time, plague ships from certain high concentration areas of SARS-NCOV-2. We were completely late off of that. We were late on the masks thing. We were late on the social distancing thing. We were late on the lockdown thing. We were late on all of that stuff. So all of this stuff is kind of like the too little, too late, you know, type of reaction. All of this stuff, all this draconian stuff that is coming and raining down on us here in Canada, which just has a love of lockdowns, a love of government, a love of the bureaucracy, Canadians love their government. They absolutely love it. It's just sickening and horrendous. Um, We were completely laid off the jump with all of those prophylactic measures. And yet again, now we're even later with all the other stuff. It's just incredible. Then, then of course, you've got the serums that are actually tainted. They've been pulled off the market. Canada's very slow in responding to that. So Canadians, my fellow Canadians, if you're listening to this, if you still have the fidelity, if you still believe in what Ottawa and other provincial capitals are telling you, and the various leaders that fall under the sway, under the sway, under either the financial sway or under the, some other sort of moral suasion or other or pressure or otherwise being compelled to do those things, if you're actually believing that these people have your interests out, your best interests at heart, you need to check yourself. You need to check yourself. You know, hey, I mean, like, I love the I love the counter argument, right? Here's the counter argument that you get from people that are sort of okay with all this stuff. I mean, they can't all be wrong. Everybody can't be wrong. You and whoever else is like expounding these various sort of contrary, so-called contrary ideas. You and your cohorts, you crazies, you think everybody else is wrong, but you? It's happening all over. Everybody's getting vaccinated. Everybody's wearing masks. Only you crazies aren't doing it. That's kind of like the counter argument. I love that one. That's my favorite. Um, That one that you'll hear a lot. Um, And just to repeat the salient points for those of you that this is the first time that you're hearing me speak. We're not anti-vax. We're anti-this-vax. We're not anti-vaccinations. I'm fully vaccinated. We're not anti-vax, you freak show. We're just anti-this experimental vax. I have to say that twice so that I can ingrain that in your heads. And, you know, I mean, 
let alone the people that, that can't get vaccinated. There's people that have adverse reactions to this thing. They can't get vaccinated for one sort of um, immunocompromised reason or another. What do you do with those people? So we're getting to that stage where you won't be able to do stuff and you can need a little thing in an app and a QR code, you know, and some other little thing that they're going to do to try to, um, to get you to, to, to comply. It's just, you know, the march. It's there. You can hear it. You can hear it, you know. So it's, it's, it's another one of those scenarios, back to the blood supply. So it's another one of those scenarios that are going to happen. There will be like the good blood that everybody wants to get infused with in the event that they need several units post-trauma or some accident or what have you. They have some kind of an organ donation type scenario. And then there's going to be the sleigh ride blood going downhill. There's going to be the chazarai. There's going to be all that stuff that you're going to have to be careful of because it's going to be, again, it's been adulterated, it's been compromised, it has all sort of a chromosomal stuff going on in there, you know, it's got all that, those spike proteins, the surfeit of which we don't know exactly what it does in the bloodstream, does it metastasize, you know, there's all this discussion, and you have to take this under consideration, because you are a medical expert now, my friends, yes, all the people that are into this, like you are a medical expert, so take all of the medical information at your disposal. What about shedding, right? What about shedding spike proteins? What about sort of like sort of ex, uh, expunging, breathing out, respirating all this stuff? I mean, you're a medical expert. Take a wide funnel approach to the medical information at your disposal, right? But of course, Canadians won't be on board with this because the love, the lust of the government, they love the government, um, they just love their government. The Canadians absolutely love their government. And whatever the government tells you to do, Canadians do. Because, you know the old saw, how do you get 100 Canadians out of a pool? Get the F out of the pool. That's how you get 100 Canadians out of a pool, swimming pool. So, what's going to happen with the blood supply? Are we going to have another situation? A reprise, a reprise of the 1980s under Horace Creva, The Horace Inquiry, right? The Graver Inquiry, excuse me like we had in the 1980s with the HIV-tainted blood scandal and stuff? Or are we just going to go on to get along like we do in this country? And then respond later, oopsie, uh-oh, all the blood is all tainted now with spike proteins that some medical officer of health, whether it's Corella de Villa or Michael Williams or Barbara Yaffe or, De- or Deanna Henshaw or, uh, uh, or the other nuts one, the, the other, the other nut, nutcase in, um, in B.C., Sorry, Bonnie Henry, that's her name. You know, any of those cases, or, or, or Thomas Tam, or any one of those freak shows um, that they're going to tell you, okay, spike proteins are really bad. Um, the UN and the, U- the WHO and the CDC and da la la has said that spike proteins, you know, in high concentrations produces infertility, um, erecti- erectile dysfunction, um, produces uh, uh, psychologically compromised offspring, creates infertility in unborn, in unborn children, sort of like all this crazy stuff that they'll do, you know. There's a high chance of, of MS and autism and and uh, and, and and Chagas disease. Like they're going to just come out with all this. I'm not, I don't mean to belittle it, but that's what they're going to do. You know, because all the information trickles in late. So, do you want to find yourself in a position where things could possibly go all Pete Tong, and then you have to backtrack, right? And then here's the other argument that you'll hear a lot of people say, but. I gotta function. I gotta function in society. I mean, I gotta do stuff. I gotta travel. I gotta go places. I mean, I wanna go to sporting events and the gym and, you know, and I wanna go back to work. So, like, what am I gonna stand out? You know, how's that for like compulsion? Russian roulette gun to your head. The Craver Inquiry from the 1980s, you think back 
to all of this. And there's going to be another situation like that again. We, we, I mean, it's so sickening because, you know, the old saw during La Vida Corona. Nobody knows nothing. Nobody knows nothing, Potch. Nobody knows anything about this. Nobody has any clear answers. Not Corella Davila, not Michael Williams, not Barbara Yaffe, not Diana Henshaw, not um, Bonnie Henry, not Thomas Tam. Nobody, nobody has information about this, especially Fatso or Jason Kenney or Francois Legault in La Belle Province, là, Quebec City. Right? So just to let you guys know. But you know, I know what I'm going to hear. They can't all be wrong. Everybody can't be wrong. Only you talk like this. Everybody can't be wrong. The whole society's doing it. The whole city's doing it. Everybody can't be wrong. You think you're the only right one? Of course, I'm not the only right one. There's hundreds of thousands of people that feel that way. But again, you're not going to hear that because the mainstream sources want to deliver it to you in a nice antiseptic package. It has to come all organized. Either through your fantastic plastic machine or through the boob tube or through some other technique, LED screens or YouTube pre-rolls or however else you consume your information. Anyway, it's sickening, my friends. It's sickening. Beat that drum. You know it's all here. It's just a matter of putting it into play. You know the deal, right? Like Michelangelo said, the sculpture is already inside a piece of marble. All I have to do is chip it away and I have to reveal the beauty inside the rock. I'm not sure he said it exactly like that, but that's the idea, right? It's already here, my friends. Anyway, try to have a good weekend. Have some elixirs. Take a little sabbatical. You know, um, enjoy yourself. Do the horizontal, vertical, and diagonal lumbadas. Don't do the five-knuckle shuffle. It's not good for you if you're a man. Just do other things. Enjoy your food. Have a good time. Study. Read. Increase your wisdom if you can. Don't listen to the sleigh rides. Don't listen to the claptrap. Don't get ensnared in the sack of all of the obfuscation and the mendaciousness. Just do the research. Why? Because you're a medical expert. So take all of the available medical information at your disposal, not just the information that comes from the WHO, the CDC, or from Antoni Fauci, or comes from Thomas Tam in Canada, or anybody of that nature. Thank you again, my friends, for listening. I appreciate all the time we spend together. Believe you me, this is a one of the highlights of my day. I get a chance to vlog and share some of my views, and... Just be good to each other. That's all that I can say. Be good to each other. Because when the pressure rises for you to do certain things, for you to say certain things, for you to respond a certain way, when the pressure rises for you to heaven forfend, snitch somebody out, rat somebody out, uh, so socially ostracize them, or otherwise sort of shame them, be good to each other. The bad times are yet to come even worse so just get ready for it. You're hearing them talk about it all the time. Be good to each other. Enjoy yourself. Try to be well. Stay calm. And get your rest. That's what the weekend's for. Thank you again for being here. Wishing you and yours many, many good things. Fast thoughts. Fast thoughts.